You're entering the Side Mission Podcast. Three friends that love gaming and love experiencing original content and old school classics give their thoughts on the latest releases and newest topics in the gaming industry. Power up and let's get started. Welcome in everyone to the newest episode of Side Mission. I, like always, am your host, Rusty Ellis, joined this time by only one of the boys, Kyle Lynch. Matt, unfortunately, was unable to make it for this episode due to an injury, but we still got Kyle. Kyle, what's up, brother? How's it going, guys? So, Kyle, we've got a fun one to talk about today, and when I say fun, I mean we get to complain a little bit, and that's always a little bit of fun when you get to complain and vent a little bit, because I just think that's fun to do, and I do it, I do it to my parents all the time, so I mean... Uh, we're going to talk about Nintendo, though, because I think that we alluded to it on our last episode about 3D World and Bowser's Fury that, well, we just, we're just we seeing kind of a trend of Nintendo being lazy, shall we say. And uh, Kyle, I know you wanted to really start this one off. You really wanted to bring up how far the Switch is kind of, I don't want to say fallen because the Switch is still a very popular console, but how far kind of the creativity and the ambition from Nintendo has dropped since the Switch's inception. So talk to me about that a little bit. First, let's look at when the Switch first came out. What was it like then? So when, when the Switch first dropped, like day one, we got Breath of the Wild, which is still to this day one of the most popular Switch games. I mean, I remember it... When it was announced, the the game itself, Breath of the Wild, sold more copies than Switches themselves because that's how popular this game was. Not long after, I mean, I think it I think it came out in the same month was Super Bomberman R, which, while it wasn't as big of a release, it was still a pretty big release for Bomberman fans. But even beyond that, we got Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, we got Arms, which was a really good first party game. We got Splatoon 2, another first-party game. Xenoblade Chronicles 2, another first-party game. We got Doom, which, I mean, that was monumental for when it came out. Doom on the Switch was awesome. But I think that was like, I wouldn't necessarily call it a port because it had only come out the year before, but it wasn't a first-party title. However, it was still a really popular one. And then to finish off the year, we got Mario Odyssey. That lines up the entire first year of the Switch. I mean, one of the most successful console releases, you know, in their first year we've ever seen. And it's because of this strong lineup that they had ready. And in 2018, we got Kirby Star Allies, which was a first party, pretty good game. We got Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, another first party, which I believe was also on the Wii U. Yes, uh, it was. I could be wrong. Okay, yeah. It was indeed, yes, sir. There, we're starting to get a little bit more into ports. And then we got Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition, which was a Wii U game. And they kind of they kind of beefed it up with a little bit of extra stuff for the Definitive Edition. But essentially, the game port. 2019 and beyond, we saw very, very few first-party you know, AAA games like Breath of the Wild, like Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Splatoon 2, Xenoblade Chronicles, Mario Odyssey. And they started relying heavily on games that were popular on the Wii U. And my thing is, I don't think it's necessarily bad to have ports on current-gen consoles. I think that it's a bad thing 
to rely on them. Because if you look at Xbox, Xbox has Game Pass, and on Game Pass are, I, I mean, countless, countless ports. But I don't pay for every individual port, let alone full price, let alone $60. I pay a monthly fee, and I think that you know they really benefit from that because there is a strong community who enjoys playing older games on older consoles. And the way that Xbox did it with Game Pass and PlayStation is kind of doing it with, you know, the PlayStation Plus. They're bringing games from older consoles to the new gen for, you know, just a monthly subscription instead of paying full price for each game. And I think that, you know, Nintendo's kind of going about it backwards. They're really just porting a lot of games that were, you know, popular on older consoles and charging full price and... That I don't know. To me, that that kind of feels, uh, you know, dirty. Like we're waiting for some first party. I want, I want an Arms too. I would play Arms too. It wasn't even the biggest release on the Switch. I would play an Arms too over a Wii U port or a Wii port. I would play, you know, a, a Mario Kart Nine. Just you know, a, 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 you know, something, something new, something fresh that I haven't played before and paid full price when it came out, and then I'm now having to pay full price again. Yeah, I agree. I think that it's important to point out right here before we continue that we're big fans of Nintendo. We think Nintendo does a lot of really good work when they do do original work. I mean, Mario Odyssey, Breath of the Wild, Xenoblade, these are all major, major releases. And let's not forget Animal Crossing New Horizons. Fantastic release. It was a game of the year contender. So they're, they have it in them to put out fantastic original content, but the problem is it's not a lot of what we get. And I think that a lot of this problem, Kyle, and you tell me if I'm wrong here, a lot of this, a lot of this feeling that me and you, and Matt does share this feeling as well, he's just not here to voice it, a lot of this feeling spawned from the Direct a couple weeks ago where we get next to no news about Breath of the Wild 2, we get Splatoon 3 at the very end, albeit in 2022, and knowing Nintendo, that'll probably get delayed. And the biggest thing that anybody can point out from that is the Skyward Sword HD remaster. Or the HD the HD port of Skyward Sword. And the problem is, Kyle, not that that's going to be ported over, but that we have to pay $60 for it. That's the problem. It's not, it's not that we don't want to play ports. It's not that they haven't made some great ports. I mean... I could go on and on about how great and how amazing it is that on a Switch Lite, you can play The Witcher 3, one of the biggest, most expansive open worlds, and one of the best games of the last decade, I'd say of all time. You can play it on a Switch Lite. Would you be better off playing it on an Xbox Series X or on a PS5? Yeah, probably, but you can play it on a Switch Lite. That's impressive. The problem is there's this over-reliance on ports. Skyward Sword, it's not that people aren't excited to play Skyward Sword again, Kyle, it's the fact that we have to pay $60 to do so. Yes, even even as a Zelda fan myself, you know, I will say that I am excited to play Skyward Sword, but I'm not excited to pay $60 for a game that I'm pretty sure was cheaper on the Wii. You know, I, I, I originally, I bought Skyward Sword on the Wii. I played it, you know, and it's a fun game. It's not the best in the Zelda franchise, but it's still a fun game. However, I I don't really see an honest reason to pay $60 for a game that's not even being remastered. It's just 
an HD port. And as we saw with Twilight Princess and the Wind Waker HD ports, they added a few things which were cool. But in the end, I mean, I, I was it wasn't anything really game changing. You know, it it didn't feel like there was a reason for me to pay $60 for each of those games. And I know that this one's going to be the exact same. There'll be a couple of things that, you know, might make it a little easier, might make, you know, there's some new items. It's great, but it's it, you're, you're charging me full price for a game that came out ages ago, when at the same time, you're going to charge me full price for a game in the same franchise, be it Breath of the Wild 2, and you just think that's okay. Like, Skyward Sword and Breath of the Wild 2 are nowhere near comparable, you know? And Breath of the Wild 2, that's going to be worth $60. But Skyward Sword, I I don't understand why they think... And, and it really, it's not even just that game. It's Nintendo as a whole just feels that there's no problem with charging 60 bucks for older games, like the Mario 3D Collection... Even though I got three games, I could I could have bought the console and the games they come on for cheaper than that. It, it, it would have been the same experience as well. Like, I really wish that they would have done something, just anything, at least just a remaster with the bad camera that Mario 64 had. If they had actually done a faithful remaster of the game, I, I would have enjoyed it more. If they had done a remaster of... Sunshine, if they did a remaster of Galaxy, then I would have felt a little bit better about paying 60 bucks. But the fact that it was literally just a port, one of those games came out before I was born. And I paid 60 bucks to play it. You know, it's, it's just kind of frustrating as a Nintendo fan that with PlayStation, with Xbox, I see quality all the time. We saw it, you know, last year. Final Fantasy VII Remake. I'm not saying that, Nintendo, you need to go out and remake your games. Imagine how much the fans would feel like you cared about them the same way that the Final Fantasy fans felt like they were cared about when they got a full remake of that game. Just Sony fans in general, just PlayStation fans in general, really enjoyed the fact that they took the time to remake that entire game. I guarantee you that they could have done a remaster and it still would have sold because it's a popular franchise. Legend of Zelda is a popular franchise. You can remaster the game. You don't have to remake it. Just remaster it, and it will sell. Mario, remaster. It'll sell. It's not like Nintendo doesn't understand this. I feel like they just aren't willing to do it. I'm with you 100% on the Final Fantasy point because it's not that it's a remake. The the fact that this remake is not why we love it. We loved that game because it was very clear the Square Enix put a lot of time into that remake. There was a lot of a lot of love and care that was given that remake. But can you say the same thing about Pikmin 3 Deluxe? Can you say the same thing about Super Mario 3D World or any of the 3D All-Star games? I can't say they were made with love because they all still have the same glaring issues they had years ago. And the problem is is that Nintendo seems to think that that's okay more or less. And I personally don't because I I want original content. I want Odyssey 2. I want Breath of the Wild 2. And I get that it takes years to create those games, right? It takes years to develop them, right? But imagine if you cut the number of ports that you work on down by, say, half, just to be fair. Imagine the resources you could allocate 
to creating these original titles, to creating this original content. And that's the problem right now. That's the problem that we're faced with is that we're so reliant on bringing a game like Fall Guys to Switch when Fall Guys, to be quite honest, is dead. I don't see a lot of people playing it anymore. And I know that you know Twitch streamers can still stream it and it does, does decent numbers, but it's not doing near the numbers it was doing before when it first came out. But Nintendo missed a real opportunity there to potentially have that at launch, and I don't want to say they won't recover from it because they're Nintendo, they will recover from it, but the problem is, that could have been a big win for them, is having Fall Guys in their lineup right at launch. And the other issue that we have is that outside of Skyward Sword from that direct, what are fans really excited about? Are we excited about Mario Golf? I mean, it looks fun, I think it's going to be enjoyable, but I don't know if I want to pay 60 for that. And it's the same thing with Triangle Strategy, whatever. Like it looked like an Octopath sequel, and if it's an Octopath sequel, that's great. But I mean, we got to talk about that name. That name is awful. But oh, yeah. but my problem is this, and I, I feel like it goes both ways. So Kyle, I'll let you answer this. Why does it seem that whenever Microsoft have a, has a problem, Xbox has a problem, Microsoft gets just destroyed, right? Sony, when whenever they've had something go wrong, remember when they got hacked back in back in 2011? They got destroyed uh, online. They got destroyed in media. They got destroyed everywhere, and rightfully so. Nintendo does stuff like this, and nobody bats an eye. Nobody really cares all that much, and it's almost like Nintendo gets a pass. Kyle, why is that? Honestly, I feel as though it's part of the consumer's fault. I feel... It- being myself included, yeah, same. I don't have a choice. If I want to play, you know, the new Skyward Sword, or not the new, but if I want to play Skyward Sword on an updated console, I have to pay the 60 bucks because some people enjoy, or not really enjoy, some people have the patience, I would say, to wait until price drops. Good luck with Nintendo games. Nintendo games do not price drop, and there's no option for me to just wait, you know, even even a year, two years. Breath of the Wild, I'm pretty sure, is still selling. If that game came out in 2017, you can still find it for $60. And, I've, you know, so it's, it's, it's part of that I feed, you know, we the fans feed into it, because there's no way. That Breath of the Wild is going to, or not Breath of the Wild, my bad. Uh, there's no way that Skyward Sword HD is going to get boycotted because they want, you know, an HD remaster of any other Zelda game. People are just going to be like, oh, yes, uh, you know, thank you for giving me something because it's better than nothing. And I'm part of those people. As much as I hate it, as much as I'm going to complain, I want to play the game, you know. And Nintendo, I guess, isn't really fair about it because like you know if they choose to only release ports i love the switch and i'm not going to get rid of my switch and i want to continue playing it but all i'm getting are ports so you know i either i either buy the ports or i just don't play the console that i paid 300 bucks for on launch day i i feel like if if people were to come together and stop accepting that this is okay which will never happen because it's Nintendo, and for some reason, they just they seem to just get away with it year after year. But if that were to happen, if that if people were to do that, like they do to Sony, like they do to Microsoft, I guarantee you we would see a change. And 
it it's sad that we probably never will and we're probably gonna have to continue just taking the scraps that Nintendo feeds us because I mean it's 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 hard because what what am I gonna do <laughs> like you know I can't I can't stop millions of people from buying the Skyward Sword HD remaster I'm gonna buy it myself but I just I really wish that you know Nintendo would sit down and say hey what do our fans want because you see Microsoft and Sony doing that a lot I mean just a couple months ago Microsoft tried to raise the prices on their Xbox Live subscriptions people complained people didn't even have to boycott people just complained to them and told them we don't like this they listened they actually listened and they said okay we're not going to change our prices nintendo could get bombarded with people day in day out doesn't matter to them they just don't care and i i don't understand like the mentality behind even the business point of it because if you're taking care of your consumers they're gonna have your back they're gonna continue buying your products because they feel like you know it's worthwhile and while i don't foresee it happening anytime soon I feel like Nintendo could hit a roadblock where, you know, like they did with uh, the GameCube, you know, and the Wii U. It seems like Nintendo makes a lot of first-party games for consoles that seem to be selling well. Like, for example, the Wii. The Wii had so much content. I mean, so many very, very good games. And then the Wii U came out, and it wasn't selling well, so... You know, in, in the first few years, they came out with a lot of really good games, but the Wii U just wasn't selling well, and so they just dropped it completely, and they started working on the Switch. Now, I, I can't tell you whether or not I think the Wii U could have been revived by uh, adding more first-party content. However, I don't want to see another Wii U-type thing happen where the Switch, great console, but... They only released a bunch of first-party content in its first couple of years, and then they just drop it and start focusing on the next thing because that's that's great that you're excited to bring us a new console, but maybe take care of us while we have the console that we already bought because over the course of the Switch's lifetime so far, I can think of maybe six or seven games in total that were first-party games worth $60. And... It's weird because if you were to say that about Microsoft or Sony, people would be like, well, then why did you buy a, a PlayStation? Why did you buy an Xbox? Because they don't get to do that. Imagine if imagine if Sony only released three first-party games in a year and, you know, two of them were ports and one of them was, you know, actual first-party good content that was fresh. They're charging 60 bucks for all of them. They would get crucified. They would. Same with Microsoft. Nintendo just 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 gets away with it and it's it's just mind-boggling that they cannot just give us a little bit of what we just give us a little bit of something you know it's 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 just frustrating I don't know how much of it is them seriously just you know thinking that oh this is what fan fans want fans want a uh, an HD remaster of uh, Skyward Sword I don't know how much of it is that or how much of it is kind of just playing with our expectations or playing with our predictions that people make or just kind of looking at what we say and just not really taking it seriously. I don't really know what it is, to be honest, because very clearly these are people that are passionate about their games, but how often on social media do you see Nintendo people active? 
How often do you see people from Nintendo active on social media, talking to their fans, conversing with their fans, finding out what their fans have to say? I'll tell you what, you see it a lot from people from uh, on Sony's first-party games. You see it a lot from Neil Druckmann. You see it a lot from Corey Barlog, the, uh, one of the directors of uh, God of War. You see a lot of them on there. You see a lot of Phil Spencer on social media, typically. I mean, why is it that we don't see anybody from Nintendo doing that? It almost seems like they couldn't be bothered. And I, I don't want to say that because it almost sounds like I'm you know calling them lazy or we think that they just don't care about their fans. I think Nintendo does care about their fans, but they have a very weird way of showing it. At the end of the day, we just want more original content. You know, Super Mario 3D World was good, but Bowser's Fury is the real seller of that pack. Pikmin 3 Deluxe was cool, but let me tell you something. The game in 2020 that people are going to be talking about from Nintendo, Animal Crossing New Horizon. Super Mario 3D World is great and all, but you want to know the Mario game that is worth playing more than that, no matter how many times you beat it? Mario Odyssey. Skyward Sword will be really good in all likelihood, but it will not top Breath of the Wild. That's the problem. None of these ports are going to match anything original that Nintendo has done. Again, we love Nintendo. I love my Switch. I can't wait for my Animal Crossing Switch to get in. I'm super excited to actually get that op- get that and you know get it open and set up and have a, a collector's edition Switch. But we need, need, need Nintendo to take their fans a little bit more seriously. It seems like they almost don't take them seriously. Like, you know, you see everybody saying, oh, what are we going to see about Breath of the Wild 2? What are we going to see about Mario Odyssey 2? And they almost take those expectations and they just play with them. And uh, I can't make sense of that. I really don't know why they think that's pleasing the fans. But those are just our opinions. That is going to do it for this episode of Side Mission. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Side Mission Pod and check out our YouTube channel, Side Mission Podcast. For Kyle Lynch, I'm Rusty Ellis. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Side Mission Podcast. Keep up with new episodes and download your favorites in the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center.